0: jump into the word, okay? Um, Nick, good luck. You have a whole lot of notes. I pray for the gift of interpretation in this moment. I'm just going to flow. I'm just going to flow. Just feel prompted to the Holy Spirit. I'm just going to flow in and out of what what he's doing. We're in this series in the tabernacle today. I want to preach to you for just a few minutes in this service on the laver. The laver. This... This word is a is a dirty word in church. It's interesting, it's interesting that it's the place of cleanliness, but nobody wants to talk about the dirt. And and today I I want I believe the Holy Spirit is drawing us. He's drawing us to a deeper realm, into a deeper place. You find this. um, Just throw the overview of the of the tabernacle. We enter His gates. The gate of God. And then from there, we immediately go to the brazen altar, the brass altar. Four and a half feet tall, seven and a half feet wide. The biggest piece of furniture. It's where the sacrifice comes in. We preached on the sacrifice last week. On the other side of the altar is this invitation called the laver. CJ, I got some severe feedback going on up here. Thank you, sir. It's an invitation called the laver. And the laver is the place of washing. If I'm going to go any further, because the point of God is to not get saved and be satisfied, And we've done this in the church, especially the Church of America, where we've taught you that everything starts and stops at the altar. That the altar, as long as you get to the altar of your salvation, your repentance, that everything else is going to be okay. But the truth is, relationship with God starts, do I need another microphone? Thank you, James. And thank you, CJ. I know you're working on it. We've taught you that as long as you're saved, nothing else matters. So we have an entire 90-minute service that pushes us, pushes you, pushes me to hopefully by the end of that service get you to convert and then tell you that's what the sum total of existing for God is. But the truth is, it's the altar of salvation where the journey begins, not ends. And we've we've sold you this bill of goods that as long as you're saved and as long as you have received the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, nothing else matters because the goal is to get to heaven. And that's the truth. That's why it's the first stop, not the last. Because the goal of God is not to just get you to heaven, but to also right here on earth get heaven to you. It's the goal of God. There are realms of his glory that he wants to not wait till we get to the streets of gold for us to encounter and engage with. But we have taught us in the American church especially that as long as we get to the altar and we pray the sinner's prayer, that that is the sum total of this thing called Christian life. Listen, it is not the total, it's the initiation. It's the initiation. We come to the altar of repentance and then the journey starts. It starts. And I'm saved. Right here in the outer court of the tabernacle of Moses, I'm saved. I am saved as if I have never sinned. He has justified me. He has redeemed me. He has ransomed me. He has become the substitution for me. And I am thankful for all of those things that he has done. And I am as saved as if I have never sinned before. I have come because of the sacrifice of the blood of Jesus Christ. Thanks be unto God. But there's a problem when only all we do is dwell in the outer court. Because in the outer court you see there's only two pieces of furniture to engage with. And that is the altar of your salvation or this thing called the laver. So in other words, I'm either going to engage in the redemptive process or I'm going to have to engage in some washing. And this is all I get to do. Well, at the altar is where animals are killed, where sacrifices are made, where blood is shed. And do you know what happens when you have a whole lot of animals gathered together in one place? There's a lot of stuff that happens. There's a lot of flies that are attracted to said stuff. you understand? And this is why we have such a problem in the Church of America is because everybody's stuck in the outer court. Because the outer court stinks after a while. It's the stench of the outer court. Because He's not invited us to get saved and stay there. He's inviting us to go into deeper realms, into deeper realms, into deeper dimensions, into deeper places in Him. And if all we do is hang out at redemption, sooner or later, it stinks. And instead of us being faithful, we're swatting flies and calling it worship. It's... It's such a scary thing for someone to get saved last week and they already know everything about relationship. Because we've trained us, we've trained the church that as long as you're saved, everything's okay. Now I'm going to let you in on a secret. This is not going to be one of those easy messages today. I may be flowing, but this thing's going to sting. Okay? The next piece of furniture, look at the the furnitures are lined up. Even the way they line the furnitures has a point. And we come to the altar because the altar is the foundation. It is the initiation of the blood sacrifice of Jesus. I can preach you Jesus at every point of this tabernacle because it's all about him. But watch this. It's not all about just the saving part of him. He's inviting you and me to go deeper. So we move from the brazen altar now to the laver. And here we are. The laver. The laver is an interesting piece of furniture because it is the segue between the altar and the deeper realms. But in order for you to get there, To go there, you have to stop at the laver and something very significant has to happen and it's called washing. The the priest would have to come and present himself and, and wash himself to become clean in order to be qualified to go to a deeper realm. In other words, there are things that are permitted to stay at the altar, that are not permitted to stay if I'm going deeper. If I'm going deeper, there are things that I can get away with at the altar that I won't be able to hang on to if I'm going deeper. Okay. I can be saved and still be dirty. And just because I'm redeemed doesn't mean I'm clean. But if I'm going to take the invitation to go to the deeper realm, there are some things that I'm going to have to confront that my hands have been given to, that my feet have been given to, that are not going to be allowed to remain with me if I'm going to go any further than the outer court. See, you you can't get to the miracle realms and skip the cleaning line. You, You can't expect the glory of the Lord in unbelievable manifestations and not come to the place where there's some things on me that can't stay here. We find this in Exodus chapter 30, verse 17. And you shall make a laver of bronze with its base and also the bronze for washing. Watch this. You shall put it between the tabernacle of meeting and the altar, and you shall put water. You shall put water in it. We're baptizing in the 1130 service. So excited. It's a wash day today. See, it's not enough to have the labor, but, but you're going to have to have some water with it. Water is a picture of the Holy Spirit. It's a type. It's a shadow of the Holy Spirit. It's not enough to have the furniture. You also got to have the infilling. Because the goal of the furniture is to have the infilling. What good is it to have the furniture if there's nothing filling it? What good is it for me to be the vessel He can use if He's not... You understand? Okay, okay. Here we go. Uh, between salvation... And the deeper realms is this thing called purification. And and in my generation, the word sanctification became a very hard word in the church. Sanctification. You get saved, then you get sanctified, and then you get filled with the sweet Holy Ghost. Then you become a tongue-talking, Scripture-quoting, devil-stomping, fire-of-God believer. Okay. And, and the, the, the denomination of the camp I came out of, they believed that sanctification was an instantaneous work. I, I, I struggle with that because I would go in and get sanctified. And then there would be things on the inside of me that I thought. You understand? It was like Jason. Some of y'all don't know what I'm talking about. A horror movie. It's like Jason. I put him in the fire chained him up, put him in fire, and then the next episode he came back again. I drowned him in water, put him in water baptism, thought, man, I finally got this thing over and done with. That joker comes up out of the water again with the butcher knife right in the middle of traffic. Because I believe it's progressive in nature by the renewing of your mind. Watch this. But I'm still being purified. Sanctified it's a dirty word in the church. Interesting. We don't want to talk about it in the church, but there are restaurants that you won't go into based upon their sanitation. Many of us will go into a restaurant this afternoon and the first thing we'll do is check the grade, watch this, of how sanctified that restaurant is. And if they have anything lower than an A, we either know them and stay. Are we out like a big girl in dodgeball? You understand what I'm saying? We're not messing, we're not messing with it. Why? Because even in a restaurant, we're checking for sanctification. Okay. It's interesting to me though, because at that restaurant, what they're doing is they're grading the building. They're grading the policies. They're grading the procedures. They're grading the equipment. But none of us take the time to find out what the grade of the employee is. There's a sign in, in every restaurant that uh, every business is supposed to be. This big sign right over the sink that says employees must... Wash their how many of us have ever gone to said employee? Let me let me check you let me let me check your fingernails. We watch them walk out the bathroom. And the skeptics in us, maybe not you but in me, are going, My God, in the name of Jesus. I pray, Spirit of the Living God, that you have fallen in that bathroom. And they have been washed, they have fulfilled the assignment of employees must wash their hands. Why? Because it doesn't say if you are a customer, you must wash your hands. It is implied and inferred and preferred. But the standard is if you're gonna do more than show up, you need to be clean. If you've come here today to do more than just consume, then you need to be qualified for said service. You have to be sanctified. You have to be cleansed. You have to wash. This is the greatest struggle in the church of America because we look at men and women that stand behind the sacred desk and we just wonder really how clean they are. And then when we find out, they don't wash. We become bitter and resented and jaded towards God as if we wash our hands every time too. This, this word sanctification, it, it literally means to be set apart for holy use. It's at the laver of the tabernacle where we sanctify, we set ourselves apart for holy use. If I'm going any deeper, if God is going to use me in any kind of way for any kind of person other than myself, then I must be set apart for holy use. You know, I was thinking about this early this morning. And just pray for your weaker brother, okay, if you don't have this issue. But you, you know what I realized, Kelly? I, I realized I don't wash my hands to go to the grocery store. When I go to the grocery store and I pick up all the groceries, I don't wash my hands. I go through those aisles and I grab the boxes, I don't wash my hands. I will go to the fruit, let's, let's be real, M will go to the fruit section and I don't wash my hands. I, I will take all of those things to the line and I will touch them one by one, put them on the little aisle, let her check me out. I never wash my hands to touch the food. They get gathered together in the bags. I never see the, the bag person touch sanitation. They just throw it all in there as quickly as possible and most of the time to break stuff. I will gather those bags, put them in my truck. I never wash my hands to grab those bags. I get those bags into my truck. I drive it to my house. I never wash my hands after touching the steering wheel before I grab those bags to take them into my house. I bring them into my house. I take them outside of the bags. And before I take them outside of the bags, I don't wash my hands. I gathered them all outside of the bags. As a matter of fact, I now have two stupid dogs in my house. And so I would even lean down and pet dogs. <laughs> and then touch cheese it boxes uh-huh. to put away in the pantry. White cheddar, if you're wondering. Uh-huh. Okay. But it never dawns on me to wash my hands. I have gathered all of the groceries that I'm eventually going to cook. I have gathered all of the produce that I'm eventually going to consume. But it never dawns on me that everything on my hands is now being transferred. Here's why. Because I see it as gathering, I'm not activating it yet. But when the moment is for me to cook... The moment is for me, and, and I'm, I'm a grill dude. I'm a grill dude. I wash everything. I wash the utensils. I wash the, the meat. I wash the, the pans. I wash everything. I wash my hands. I, I take a shower sometimes because I can't do the thought of somebody with dirty net. Y'all, y'all ever been to those places? You ever been around those people and you're like, oh God? So you pray an extra prayer in the Holy Ghost? Asking God to try it by fire in Jesus' name. Every purification. Okay? When it's time. There's no touching dogs. There's none of that stuff. Because now I am activated in my role of service. And in order for me to be qualified to present something before you, for you to consume, the thought of me contaminating it with apathy... Is so overwhelming that I will wash my hands multiple times. And those of you that do any kind of cooking, you know, there's one, it's one thing to touch it when it's raw. It's another thing as it's being cooked, now you got to wash that stuff all over again. It's the same utensil. But because it once touched it at a raw situation, now I need to wash it again to have it qualified to even pull it off the grill at that particular point. It's interesting to me how many of us Understand that the person doing the cooking needs to be clean. But my mama would always say, hey, before you eat. Because it's just as important for you to be clean while you're chewing as it is while the preacher's cooking. I I lived in this world of, of sanctification and I heard the word sanctification being kept from, being kept from, being kept from. So when they would tell me that you need to be sanctified, what I heard was, you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do this. And so I spent my entire time thinking that relationship with God is being kept from good stuff. And sanctification is not being kept from, it's being kept for. For. The power of sanctification, the power of being clean is that now my hands have been kept for something, not kept from something. I've kept my hands from that filth so that I could keep my hands prepared for. Don't you, aren't you glad that right before the doctor goes in to operate on you, he touches Nothing. Once he is sanctified. Why? He's not being kept from those things. He's being kept for the fact that he's about to engage in a way in your life and he wants no contamination to come in. This is what God was saying at the labor. I want to sanctify you because, watch this, I'm keeping you for something. I'm not keeping you from something. You know, when I think about this, I think about, immediately I think about sex before marriage. There's this thing that I, 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 you know, even in my 40s, I deal with teenagers often. And and there's this common thread that I hear, especially with promiscuous uh, young men and women. They say, well, how, you know, I mean, you need to figure some things out because you don't want to be married and you be a bad lover. You you don't want to be a bad lover. And my response to them every single time is, Well, if you don't know what that is, how do you know if you're good or not? So, y'all just be bad or good together. And I got to be honest, spend 25, 30 years figuring it out. So, I'm saving it for something, I'm not saving it from something. Are we okay? It's interesting at the labor. It says in verse 19, I don't want you to just wash your hands, but I also want you to wash your feet. To to be qualified, you're going to have to wash your hands. To be qualified, you're going to have to wash your feet. And what he's saying is that, that there are things that you're holding on to that can't go any further today if you're going to go deeper. That if you're going to go deeper, that today at the labor, it's time to let go of that debris. You, you've been bitter for 20 years. And today it's time to wash. You, you've been jealous for 10 years. You've held that grudge for seven years. Well, you don't know what they did to me. No, I don't. This has nothing to do with me. This is the invitation to go deeper and you can keep your grudge and still be saved. But if you want the deeper realm, this may be the thing you have to let go of to go deeper. There are some things you've been holding on to and today's the day to wash it so that you can go deeper. If you've ever felt stuck, it may not be because God's keeping you. It may be because you just refuse to wash to go deeper. Not only wash your hands, but wash your feet. <clears throat> okay, here we go. There's some things you've been walking in that if you're going to go deeper, you've got to stop walking in. It was interesting to me that when Jesus is being decided upon whether He's going to be crucified or not, Pontius Pilate washed His hands of the matter. Said, I'm not getting engaged at all about this whole Jesus thing. But the woman with the alabaster box said, I'm fully engaged with who Jesus is. And I'm going to wash the debris off of His walk so that He's prepared to be my resurrection and Lord. And there are many of us that are satisfied with hand cleaning. But we're not satisfied when God requires us to change what we're walking in. Well, my mama had a bad attitude. Well, it's time for you to wash that. Well, it's just, it's, just, it's just my upbringing. Well, it's time to wash that. It, he's inviting you and me to go deeper and it's time to wash that. Well, my, my family, I, I came out of a culture of bigots. It's time to wash that walk. I, I came out of whatever excuse is for why we justify our carnality. It's time to wash that. If we're going any deeper today, it requires us to wash. Verse 21, so they wash their hands and they wash their feet. Look at this. Do you read the text? Lest they die. That stuff will not just contaminate you going deeper, it will kill you. If I keep bitterness on me and try to go deeper, that bitterness will kill me in the glory of the Lord. I will suffocate under the weight of resentment if I try to pretend it's not there and still strive to go deeper. Psalm 24, who may ascend the hill of the Lord? Who can stand in this holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart has not lifted up his soul to an idol or swore by was false. He shall receive blessing from the Lord. For this is the generation who's going after Him. See, this is the posture. Are we satisfied at the altar of salvation? Or are we the generation seeking to go to deeper realms? Antoine, I'm done right here. I, I, was, and I, I didn't know when it was going to, but I feel the prompting of the Holy Spirit in this service. This, this labor is interesting. It's interesting at how God qualified it to be built. And at, so far, it's the only place where I see this type of intentionality from God. You find it in the book of Exodus, chapter 38, verse number eight. That this laver was built, watch this, from the mirrors of women who serve in the tabernacle. The mirrors that create, because when they would wash, As the water would ripple, they would see their reflection. As they were gathering the water, as they were drawing the water up, they would see their reflection through the brass mirrors. But the mirrors that they gathered were only used by the women who served in the tabernacle. Every woman in that day had a mirror. But it was only the mirrors of the ones of the women who served in the tabernacle that were qualified to be used in the cleansing process. Now, that's a double-edged sword, ladies and gentlemen. Because there's a part of us that would look at that and go, haven't they given enough? I mean, they got here at 7.30 this morning. They've been pushing coffee carts. They parked all the way down at Comer. They, to, they walked all the way over. They're here. They had to leave their children. They, haven't they given enough and they've come here early and now God's saying, Now I want your mirrors too? I mean, I already look raggedy and it's the first service. Why can't you take it from somebody who ain't given nothing? Now, if you've never felt, here's what I've learned in in a few years of ministry. Used people feel used. Used people feel used. When God uses people, most of the time they feel used. And it would be easy to sit in cynicism and go, haven't I given enough? And now, now you want my mirror too? But he looked at them and said, no, no, you don't understand, daughters. The reason why I want your mirror is because you have already determined this is not about you. This is not about your reflection. Haven't you given enough? No. What about the ones who just show up for themselves? That's why they're not qualified. Because they show up for themselves. Those women who served in the house of the Lord are not focused on their appearance. So their mirror was just in the way. It was was one more thing they were carrying unnecessarily. So God said, I'll take the unnecessary thing off of you. So that you don't have to carry it, and what I'm allowing you to carry from me too. Today felt prompted of the Holy Spirit. I don't know I'm going to do it on three services, two services, whatever. But for those that are women that are serving the house of the Lord and the Lord of the house, when He requires, when He makes that ask. It's not your have to. It's your get to. I was talking to a beautiful young lady yesterday morning. And she started telling me all the things she has to do at church today. And before I could catch myself, they don't attend Judah. Before I could catch myself, I said, oh honey, you don't understand. You don't have to do any of those. You get to. You get to worship on the praise team. You get to come to rehearsal at 7.30 because you're dwelling. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. It's not your have to. It's your get to. And it was the women who were willing to serve the Lord of the tabernacle at the tabernacle of the Lord that God said will be the catalyst for how people see themselves in the purification process. Mm. I'm done right here. Ephesians chapter 5. That we may be cleansed by the washing of the water of the Word. That word, Word, in the Greek is the same word for labor in the Greek. That when the Word of the Lord comes what the word of the Lord should be is a mirror to you and me. That as Holy Spirit is moving, that he is showing me my reflection and I'm, see this is the mistake most people make when they read the word of the Lord. We never look for ourselves. When he comes to cleanse, it's because there's debris that doesn't have to remain there. When he comes to strengthen, it's because there's weakness that doesn't have to remain there. When he comes to challenge, it's because there's growth that he is calling you to the next level. And when the word of the Lord is released, there should be a reflection. How does this look in my life? Here's the word. The labor is the place of intimacy into me, see. It's the place of intimacy. It's the place where His Word comes in and it sees into me. That as I'm allowing the Spirit of God to move, and I'm seeing things that I've allowed my hands to hold on to that shouldn't be there. He's into me seeing. The walk that I'm walking, he's into me seeing. And it becomes a reflective where he sees into me and then allows me to see into me, and it creates the into me see. Today. The prompted of the Holy Spirit. That there is a cleaning that God is requiring. If you want to go deeper, y'all, you can be saved and satisfied. But God, I want the realms where my eyes have not seen. I want the realms where my ears have not heard. I want to go into the realms of the supernatural where the glory of the Lord is so revealed that wheelchairs dare not be occupied in. That snakes and demons dare not tread in. I, I want to go into such deep realms of the glory of the Lord. But hear me, it doesn't happen with debris from the outer court. 2 Corinthians 7 one of my favorite scriptures therefore having these promises I have to weigh it I have to weigh my promises against my dirt having these promises let us Cleanse our cells from most. I'm sanctified for something. I'm not sanctified just from things. When I weigh the promises of God, Against the debris that I don't even really like in my own life, anyway, is it enough to make me wash? David said it this way: creating me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Spirit of the living God in this moment. Do yourself a favor. Just open your hands. Open your hands. All over this room, with those of you listening and watching. Spirit of God, let your word today show the debris. I don't know why, but in this service, man, I feel such a heaviness for years of resentment. And you, you, you even hate it about yourself today. The water has come. The labor has been brought. The mirrors have been assembled. It's time to let go so that you can move deeper. Spirit of God, speak in this room today. We confront our unforgiveness today, God. We confront, thank you, Holy Spirit, our competitive spirit today, God. We confront the spirit of comparison that has tainted the blessing of the Lord over our own lives. We can't see what you've done for us because we're so envious of what you've done for someone else that we've deemed unworthy. Today, Spirit of God, wash us. Wash us, God. In light of your promises, wash us, God. In Jesus' name, somebody just speak worship to him right here. Just speak worship. Somebody just speak worship to the Lord. Just speak worship to the Lord. Always oh, speak worship, speak worship. stand with me all over the room hang on guys hang on guys let let me be pastor for a minute let me be pastor for a minute you've held on to this long enough Felt on this long enough This it's enough now it's, it's time to wash it they're not going to change and you're going to have to figure out how to love them for who they are it's, it's just time to let it go it's time to wash it well I can forgive, but I can't forget. It's not about forgiving or forgetting. It's about washing your mind when you see it. It's time to let it go. It's time to let it go. It's, 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 it's it going on long enough. How much more energy are you going to give to this? How many more sleepless nights? How many more social media checks are you gonna make? It's time to wash it. It's time to wash it. Well, well I I'm not washing it until, until they come to me. Listen, you don't understand. Forgiveness doesn't let them off the hook. Forgiveness lets you off of their hook. That's what it's time to wash it. It's, it, uh, if you were from my generation I would say it's time to squash it yeah. let yourself free yeah. Yeah. the word of the Lord can come in and do supernatural things if you you're looking for them in the mirror it's not a window it's a mirror it's a reflection of who you are not them It's time to wash it. It's time to wash it. Shout out, Babo. Say, hey, ya mama. I feel the Holy Ghost. It's time to wash it. It's time for you to get free from this. It's gone on long enough. Okay, oh, here we go. You ready? it's, It's time for you to stop making excuses about why you should keep that addiction. It's time to wash it. Well, you know, understand, it's legal. It doesn't matter if it's legal. All things may be lawful, but not profitable. It's about where you're going, not about what you're trying to hold on to. It's, 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 it's time. It's time. Well, that's legalism. It's, you're missing the point. It's about where He's trying to take you. Okay. Okay. Pastor point number two, and I'm I'm done right here. It's it's just time for you to stop going there. Stop going there. It's time to wash your feet. Y'all, and I hate feet. If we ever do a foot washing service, you know the Holy Ghost has spoken to me. Okay, I hate feet. The Holy Ghost spoke if we do a foot washing. Some of y'all make me nervous even with your sandals. You understand what I'm saying? But it's, it's, I'm I'm just trying to be a pastor today. You got to stop going there. And if you need to get off social media, if you can't, help yourself. It's just time to stop going there. Every time you roll there, you know what it does to you. It does to your mind. It does to your spirit. It does to your peace. It's time to stop going there. Oh, here we go. I know he's your ex. But it's time to stop going there. It's time to stop going there. you got to watch that. I, I know it is a constant... Thank you, Holy Spirit. It is a constant source of frustration because your child deserves better but today the labor has come and it's time for you to wash your mind and wash your feet and just stop going there because that's just where they live today it's not a window for you to see them God has given us mirrors to see a reflection of ourselves. Maybe you don't have this, but there are moments I look at myself and go, What is wrong with you? What, what are you doing to yourself? You are robbing yourself of your own peace. Today, God has brought the water. And the women of God have brought the mirrors. And it's time to allow Him to see into me. Into me, Lord, see today. I don't know who that's for, but somebody needs to respond. Somebody needs to respond. I don't know what pastor point hits you with what. But today, your hands have been a part of that long enough. You've been going there with your feet long enough today. Holy Spirit, if you'll help me, I'm going to wash this off of me and I'm walking free. Whoever that's for, get out of your seat and meet me in this front right here. Just meet me in this front. Today's the day. Today's the day. Holy Spirit's going to wash me today. Holy Spirit, I'm washing today. If that's you, come on, come on, come on. Come on, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. Waiting for you. James, help me right here. I want you to slide this as close to the edge as possible. Help me, Vince, right here. Just real, real gentle. Real, real, real gentle, yep. Yep. Yep, that's the washing of the water right there, buddy. Just a little bit further up. Right there, perfect. If, slip up your hands all over the room. Slip up your hands all over the room. Nikki, scoop me some water. Yep, I'll take it. Come on, just worship all over this room. I just feel the Holy Spirit in this moment. Oh, somebody, just worship. Just worship. We're washing we're it today. Say, I want to be consumed. Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.
1: I want to be
0: consumed. Come on.
1: If I, if yeah. if I, yeah.
0: I wanna be
1: consumed. You
0: are. you Jesus. If I, Oh, Jesus. How do you know this has gone? When you no longer have to choose to let it go. So I'm here today to tell you, you can come up here and we can wash and God do a supernatural thing. And I believe in instantaneous supernatural releases. But then there are some things that he makes us walk out. And if I'm a betting man, which I'm not, but if I was, I would submit to you that the adversary of your soul will challenge this moment in the next 24 hours. And how you know you're clean is when you no longer have to choose to forgive, choose to not be bitter, choose to not be resentful. You'll have to make intentional decisions, and the more you make those intentional decisions not to go there anymore, sooner or later you'll forget to make those decisions, and then you know you're free. You'll know you're free. Anybody grateful that God takes us to deeper places? Father, thank you for your goodness, your mercy. Thank you for your love. We honor you. We love you. In Jesus' name. Somebody just say amen.